Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Nach Daily with Chapter 10 of Megillus Esther. Mazel Tov. With this, we complete all the five Megillus. We move through Shir Hashirim, Rus Echa Koheles, and now Esther. We are moving our way through Kesuvim, having already finished Tehillim, Mishlei, and Eov. This is really incredible, as the end is in sight for finishing the entire Tanakh. Coming up next, we'll have Daniel, Ezra, and Nehemiah. I couldn't think of a more appropriate time to be learning these Svarim, because they all deal with Eretz Yisrael and the final redemption, a topic that's close to my heart and super relevant to the times we're living in, as we can see the beginning of many of these prophecies beginning to take place. Mazel tov to everyone for finishing the five Megillus. I know there are many that are on target to finishing Tanakh with We currently have thousands of listeners and readers throughout the world. You couldn't even imagine some of the far-off places where some of our listeners live. Whether you're a casual listener and or a reader or an avid follower, even if you just think about learning Torah when you see it in your inbox or WhatsApp, you're reaping reward in the next world. I'd also like to publicly thank Penny Rosenbaum from LA for loading up the emails every day into the Constant Contact and WhatsApp groups and the editor. Miriam Greenworld, who also volunteers her time to turn these transcripts into something that's readable in a beautiful way. This is really not easy to do and takes a tremendous amount of time. She asks our reader to ple- our readers to have. She asks our readers to please have in mind that it should be an Elias Neshama for her parents, Rezel Bas Sarah Esther, and Avraham Aaron Bas Yisrael Yitzchak. Thank you. Let's begin the parak, which is only three psukim long. The previous parak ended with Esther having her story added to the books of Ksuvim, establishing Purim as a Jewish holiday forever. This parak speaks about Mordechai's appointment as the viceroy. The chapter opens with Achashverosh placing a tax on all the lands and islands over which he ruled. In Rabbi Ginian's Sefer, Navi Journey on Esther, he explains that Achashverosh it was all about the money. Originally, the king had lower taxes in hopes that Queen Esther's nation would claim her. However, now that the whole idea was over, instead of celebrating the good deed that he did in saving the nation from extermination, he raised taxes. All of Mordechai's greatness was written down in the book of Chronicles of the king. Verse 3 says, for Mordechai, the Jew, was viceroy to King Achishverosh, a leader among the Jews and approved of by most of his brethren. He sought the good of his people and was an advocate for peace for all their descendants. Rashi asks, what is meant by he was liked by most of his brothers? He answers that some of Mordechai's colleagues separated from him in the Sanhedrin because as he was now involved in dealing with the king's affairs, he didn't have as much time to devote to learning. Alternatively, I've once heard that even after Tzaddik does tremendous good, there's always people who detract from his greatness. Although Mordechai saved Am Yisrael, there was a small group that held that he wasn't as great as he was made out to be. And now to end with a different thought, the story of the Megillah, it can be said, ends on a sad note. Esther is still married to a non-Jewish megalomaniac with whom she has a child, and even though Mordechai is elevated, he had lost some of his prestige among the Chachamim. In other words, life goes on. The Jews are still in exile, and Esther lives the rest of her life as a prisoner in the palace. But I think this is precisely the message of the Megillah. 
Although everything looks normal, people go about their daily lives and it looks to the outside world as if not much is happening or may look sad, the Megillah teaches us that even the ordinary, mundane, and regular are spectacular events in the spiritual world. So while we live our ordinary lives and fumble through the days, Hashem wants us to know that although He's hidden, He's with us, guiding the Geula and making the world a better place. Of course, it was Esther's son, Daryavesh, who went on to give the Jews permission to rebuild the second base of Megdash. We all eagerly await and yearn for Hashem to shine His light upon His cast-aside nation. He promised through His holy Nevi'im that one day He will rebuild the third base of Megdash, which will be greater than anything we've ever seen. The entire world will be filled with the knowledge of God like the waters that cover the sea. There will be no more war on His holy mountain, and the world will no longer practice the art of warfare. The Lamb will lie down with the lion, all death will end forever, and the dead will be revived and come back to life. Hashem will give us the third base Hamigdash that He showed Yechezkel, and all will come singing and dancing in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh, Mazel Tov to everyone for finishing. We hope to start Safer Daniel in the next year. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day.